Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, you guys, it's your girl, Kate. And while we are on break between season eight and season nine, we still have some incredible goodness for you for the next few weeks. Today's episode is a fun bonus episode with my dear friend, Kiwi from Compassion International. Now, before we get into this, you guys, what's so crazy is that in two weeks, I'm getting married. Yep, I'm about to be a wife after 18 years of being the single girl, 18 years of dating, all sorts of things. You guys know my story. Well, you guys have been so kind and many of you have actually reached out to me privately on Instagram DMs or even through emails and said, Kate, we want to know your registry. We want to send you a gift. And that is so sweet of you guys. I honestly had no expectation of that. Uh, And I have thought about it and I process it. And here's what I want to do instead. If you're listening and you're one of those people that wanted to do something to support JJ and I into this next season of our lives, instead of buying us a gift, here's what I would love to encourage you to do. I would love to encourage you to listen to today's episode and potentially consider sponsoring a child through Compassion International. I have such a deep heart for what they are doing at Compassion and we have worked with them for over two years and it has been an absolute delight. You see, instead of doing something for me, I would love for you guys to do something for someone else, specifically for a child in need. So if you did want to do something, you definitely don't have to. I would love for you guys to consider instead using any of those funds to actually sponsor a child in need. I think it will not only serve JJ and I because it would bless us so deeply, but it would also bless a child and really help to change their life. And that would be the biggest blessing to see so many kids sponsored. So today's episode, we have a special treat because I don't want to just make that action call at the beginning of this episode. I really want you to listen to today's story and see what God stirs on your heart. You're going to hear a story from my dear friend Kiwi today, and she is phenomenal. I mean, get the tissues ready because I didn't know what I was in for, and I completely bawled my eyes out in this episode. It is so powerful, so touching, and such a picture of how redeeming and how good our God is. And so my call for you today is to lean in, to really soften your heart, and for hope to be renewed, for your eyes to be redirected to God, and for your arms to be fully open in surrender. I can't wait for you to hear from my dear friend, Kiwi. And if you want to take a look right now at Compassion's website, you can go to compassion.com forward slash heart of dating. If you do sponsor a child today, you're going to get an incredible dad hat. It's this beautiful denim hat. It's super fun. And I wear it all the time. People always ask me where I got it. I'm like, only if you sponsor a child with compassion with heart of dating, can you get one? You're going to get that awesome hat. And guess what else? You're going to be able to join a community of all sorts of singles in Heart of Dating who have 
also sponsored a child and we are together meeting quarterly, having really fun, special private events with some special guests. And lastly, you're going to have the opportunity to come with us on a heart of dating trip to Guatemala. You guys, it's happening. I can't reveal exactly when yet because that's still TBD based on all COVID things and the procedures in Guatemala, but it is happening. We will be going to Guatemala. I simply cannot wait. So go ahead and go to compassion.com forward slash heart of dating to check out what we are doing with compassion. And then prepare your hearts because today's episode is super special. So without further ado, my conversation with Kiwi Cook. All right, all right. We have a bonus Heart of Dating episode with a very special guest today. And before I introduce her, I just want to share a few things with you guys. So in two weeks, I'm getting married, which is so crazy. I can't believe it, you guys. But I want to acknowledge something outside of just me getting married. I want to acknowledge the fact that I realize it has been such a hard year for so many singles. In TSA, the Singles Academy, our program that we just launched, we did an episode or a masterclass on loneliness. And it was incredible to see just how many people can register with this feeling of deep loneliness and disappointment. And so even though I'm getting married, I want to acknowledge that I understand your loneliness to an extent. It has been me for the last 18 years before I met JJ and you are not alone. After doing the TSA masterclass, we had hundreds of people in TSA that could register and resonate with feeling deep loneliness. And so, and you know, our last episode uh, that we ended season eight on was all about waiting well. And we talked about how to wait well in our singleness, you guys. And I hit some major hard points in that episode, okay? So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. This is a really hard one. But what I want to do today in our episode with our very special guest is I want to help you guys get out of mindsets that keep you stuck and don't help you to bloom in your singleness. Because as I approach marriage in two weeks, the biggest thing that I can reflect on, truly one of the biggest things I've been thinking, I also just turned 33, is that I am so excited for this next season. And there's so much of me that's also grieving my singleness because God was able to bring me to a place where singleness for me was one of the best seasons of my life. Now, it didn't start out that way. And there was so much hurt and there was so much pain in that time. But singleness became through pressing into healing, through getting outside of myself, through finding purpose and value, one of the best seasons that I've ever had in my entire life. And so I'm so expectant for marriage. And I'm going to, I'm grieving my singleness because it's been such an incredible time. And so what are you guys going to feel? If God has it in the cards for you to get married, are you at the two weeks before your wedding going to be just like, wow, I'm so glad this season is over. I'm so glad I never have to be single again. Or are you going to look back and say, wow, like, I really lived my life to the fullest that I ever could live in my single season. I didn't stay stuck in those mindsets. I didn't get down on myself over and over again. I really got outside of myself and I did great things for the kingdom. And so uh, that, with all that being said, 
I want to help you today get outside of yourself in just a little bit of a way by hearing a really, really, really amazing story from my friend. And so I'm going to introduce my friend right now. She is absolutely amazing. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. Kiwi, Kiwi Cook is with us. Hi, Kiwi. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Kay. Thank you so much for inviting me and Compassion in your program. And hello to all your listeners in the Heart of Dating community. Hi, everyone. Oh my gosh, you guys, Kiwi is the sweetest. And I'm just looking at her face right now and she has the biggest smile. And I am just so excited, you guys. Kiwi was recently introduced to me and I was like, oh my gosh, because you're Filipino, right, Kiwi? Yes, I'm Filipino. (laughs) And my best friends in the entire world are Filipino. And immediately we spoke on the phone first and I was like, are you Filipino? Because it's like, I love Filipinos and I love just your joy, Kiwi just speaking to you is just so amazing. And so you guys are in for a treat today because Kiwi is incredible. She has a powerful story that I really think you guys are going to be moved by. And I've only heard bits and pieces. So Kiwi, I cannot wait to hear the rest of your story today alongside the Heart of Dating listeners. And so really quick, before we get into your story, I just want to invite God in. And right now, you guys, wherever you are, I just want to say... Holy Spirit, would you come and would you be with us today? Wherever we are, God, we just ask for your presence to fill this space. We ask for our hearts to be opened. We ask for you to comfort us wherever we are. And for each of the singles listening, wherever they are, God, would you just be near to them? Would you open their minds? Would you open their hearts to just be able to hear today? And would your presence move them through Kiwi's powerful story? In your name we pray. Amen. So Kiwi, my dear, I'm so happy to have you today. And so I would just, I'm going to pass it over to you. I would love to hear about your incredible story. Before I tell my story, um, I just want to tell your listeners, Kate, that um, being single, I, I was there too. I was married when I was 33. And there is blessing in waiting. I've waited upon the Lord and just trusted him with everything that I have and everything that I am. And I enjoyed my singleness too. Yes. Yeah. So Amen. I just want to encourage everyone to just keep waiting upon the Lord and not waiting in, you're not waiting in vain. Yes. You're waiting upon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he has everything that is very big plans for you in store for you and you are going to be blown away like how I was blown away of what he did in my life yes you know my real name is not Kiwi Kate it sounds cute like the I love it okay my real name is Kiwani Mm -hmm. I always tell people that it sounds Hawaiian but I wish I was born in Hawaii but (laughs) I know that God has a plan and purpose why why I was born and raised in the Philippines to a Mm -hmm. very poor family Mm. I have a dad who is an alcoholic, and each night my parents, they would fight because he's always drunk. Um, there are three elder brothers who was born ahead of me, but they 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 didn't make it. They were born alive, but they wow. because of poverty. I remember my mom told me that my third brother, he was supposed to be born cesarean section, C-section, wow, but yeah. they don't have the money for mm. for for that. Mm. So what they did, they cut my mom open without proper anesthesia. My mother screamed for pain, but my brother still didn't survive. After that, I was born in another sister. And growing up in the Philippines, it was so difficult that there are several nights 
that me and my sister, we would be begging my, my parents, Ma, Pa, we could not sleep. We were just so hungry. But I remember every time uh, at night, um, we would settle for rice and soy sauce, rice and salt. Even my parents would give up that food that they're about to eat. It would still be not sufficient. I always tell about the story that um, when apples were imported from America <laughs> to the oh Philippines, <laughs> and I would beg my mama, mama, please, I oh. want to taste this apple, like walking in the market of the, of the, in the Philippines. And even the rotten apples, uh, Kate, we could not even afford to buy. Wow. And that's the picture of uh, poverty, the lack of basic needs in the Philippines that I grew up with. I grew up in, but that's my story didn't end there because we have a good father in heaven. Yeah. One day, my dad was an alcoholic. He's always drunk, every day, always drunk. He picked up a track to the younger people in your community. A track is a reading material about Jesus. <laughs> and in that track, there's a, like a little note to go to a crusade. He went to a to that crusade and he heard about Jesus. He heard the, about the love of God for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son and whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have an everlasting life. And in that moment, my dad received Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. And for the very first time, he went home sober. Wow. Imagine. <laughs> wow. Amen. That is such a gift. Freedom from alcoholism. Wow. Amen. Oh my gosh. When everybody else said that your dad's not going to change, he's going to yes. die an alcoholic, but that's not true. The Bible says nothing is impossible with me. You that's have right. a bright future in the Lord. So when yeah. he came home, my mom was so surprised. What's wrong? What happened? Why are you sober? <laughs> hallelujah but what happened is this for real is this gonna stay what <laughs> are you sick what's wrong with you yeah and my, my dad said no i'm not sick there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. i received jesus as my lord and savior and we need to go to church so wow because he changed my mom was compelled to bring us to church with me and my sister sitting in sunday school every sunday wow so in Sunday school, you know, the, the usual, they would sing about Jesus. And there's this song, uh, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Mm. But as a young kid, I could not understand that. Who is this Jesus? If he cares and if he provides, then why, why do we live this way? Why is our situation like this? But you know what? God is so, so good. I know that he heard me. And one day, the compassion came to our church oh, and they said, we are going to register your daughter to wow. be a compassion child. And at the age of seven, somebody from Australia picked up a packet oh, and he God. started to sponsor me, Kate. <laughs> wow. Oh, I want to cry. Oh, my gosh. Seven is also my favorite number. I didn't know that that happened when you were seven. Yes. It's just a beautiful, beautiful number. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was seven. Mm. The very first letter that I still keep mm. at seven years old, he said, Kiwi, you are pretty and Kiwi, Jesus loves you. Oh. 
you know, what did I don't that know. mean to you when you got that? Oh my God. It meant the world because I don't know if you know a little bit of your, your friend's culture. Yeah. In a, in a Filipino culture, we don't usually tell our kids, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. You can be what you want to be. You're going to be great. But even my parents didn't tell me that I was wow. beautiful yeah. or I was yeah. pretty. They told mm -hmm. me I was ugly because I was dark when I was a kid. Oh. But this person who doesn't even know me told me, you're beautiful. You're pretty. Jesus loves you. And later on, I begin to realize, Lord, is this how you see me? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm beautiful and wonderful in your sight. Mm. That I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a child of the one true God. So I would go to the Compassion Project in our church. And one of my teachers there, she told me, Kiwi, yes, this is your situation. You are poor, but this is not your destiny. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my very favorite verses. Oh. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, say yes. the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. But sometimes... We stop in that verse. <laughs> it's just a part of that chapter. Yeah. The following verses, it said, Seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. So I begin to open the Bible. I begin to read the words of God for my life. I begin to memorize verses. I begin to believe that those words are true. And I begin to grasp it. And in high school... Everyone in, in, my, in my class, they were thinking about where to go in college. But I don't know. I'm like, I don't have plans yet. <laughs> but I wanted to go to college. I want to mm -hmm. be able to, to take up something. So I told my mama, Ma, I don't want to be poor anymore. <laughs> I want to get out of this situation. I want to be able to go to college. I want to take up something. I want to I be somebody, I told mm -hmm. my mama. And my mama said, you know, let's pray because God will provide. He who began a good work in you mm -hmm. will be faithful to complete it. Yeah, and you know what, amen. Kate? God provided. Wow. At the time when I was graduating high school, Compassion Partners with 26 countries. Yeah. And at, when I was graduating, they launched a program to send kids from high school to college. Wow. And you know what? They launch it in not in any other 25 countries, but in the Philippines, what? my country. <laughs> the year that you're supposed to go. The oh my year goodness. That I was supposed to go. And wow. I was one of the first few students that they chose to, wow. to go to college for free. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I am now a physical therapist working in, in a hospital here. Wow. Actually, I'm here in Dallas, Texas now. Oh my gosh. That's right. <laughs> I know my family's all in Dallas. You know what's also funny? Kiwi is my best friend who's Filipino. Their family's also in Dallas. <laughs> this is so amazing. I love that. God oh is goodness. so, so good. If You know what, Kate? If he knows the numbers of our hair, mm -hmm. how much more he will not care for for our our desires, what yeah. we want, our our future. Yeah. So single ladies out there, don't worry about that. Seriously. I know it's it's so easy to worry, but God 
God has you at the palm of his hands. Mm. He he got this. It's just just believe, pray and obey him. Obedience yeah. is 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 key. So when I graduated uh college with my profession, I need to take a very difficult exam. It's my licensure exam. And I was so scared to to fail this exam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of the unknown. I'm scared mm-hmm. of what will people say if I fail. I I'm just scared of of failing. But every time I open my Bible kit, God will tell me, "Kiwi, is there anything too hard for me?" Wow. And the answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing is too hard for the Lord. All of my promises for you are yes and amen. All oh. of those promises, everything are yes, yes and amen. So, I said, "Lord, You said in your words, we're not the tail, but the head. So I want to top my exam. <laughs> in reality, I was so scared. But I, I, I did my, my part. I took the exam. Out of 1,700 students who took the exam in the entire Philippines, I landed 10th place. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Kiwi, how good is God? Wow. So, so, so good. And because of that, our government gave me a medal. And as I was receiving this medal, I told the Lord, Lord, if only my sponsors were here, I'm going to give this medal to them. Because oh. of them, this is a reality. And you know what? Every year in our church in the Philippines, we have a prayer and fasting. And usually I don't join because I was hungry when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But that like, year, I've done that. I've done my fasting. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I paid that my year is I said I'm going to join. I'm going to join. Yes. And the only thing that I prayed for was I'm going to meet my sponsors. Mm, wow. So, uh March came and a group of Australian sponsors came to the Philippines and because my sponsor is Australian, uh, oh <laughs> they told god. me, "Kiwi, we want you to come to Australia." And oh I, we gosh. want you to meet your sponsors. <gasps> oh, And my was, gosh. God, God already has planned for this. That I wow. don't have to worry, you know. Wow. Um, if it's his will, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. So um, we just need to participate by obeying, by trusting him, mm. by just walking in his promises and his plans. And when I went to Australia, I met my sponsors there, Kate, and it wow. was just so, so amazing. Oh. I ran to them and hugged them and over and over again, I told them, thank you so much. You didn't just change my life, but my family. Mm-hmm. And I know that one day my community, you know what, Kate, my mom became a pastor of a small community church in the Philippines. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And uh, several, uh, like, before the pandemic, we opened uh, a children's ministry, mm. a kids' church in our own backyard. And we named it To God Be the Glory Kids Ministry to give Him all the glory and honor for what He has done, His marvelous works in our lives. And we're just celebrating about the goodness and grace of God in our lives. And you know what? Um, 14 years ago, I came to America to work as a physical therapist. And it's a funny story too, because in the Philippines, when I was waiting there, I cannot find a job as a physical therapist. And I oh said, Lord, gosh. Lord, did you did I make a mistake in choosing my profession? What happened? 
the Lord doesn't make mistakes. He's God. He is not capable of making mistakes. And all things work together for good for those who love him. And I said to the Lord, Lord, this Sunday, the pastor's word is going to be your specific word for me. And, and then that word is, is for Abraham. And it says, go out of your country. Go to the land that I will show you. You will be a blessing. And I said, Lord, how am I going to do that? I don't even have money to go out of my country. If this is your will, it's your bill. You're going <laughs> to If this is your will, it's your bill. <laughs> I applied online as a physical therapist and I got accepted. And oh, my employer my said, we want you to come to, to America. We're going to pay for everything. We're even going to give you a $1,000 bonus to oh. come to, to the United States. And that was 14 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Ten years ago, I got married to a wonderful man from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh-huh. I got myself a Southern boy, Kate. <laughs> hey, so did I. My man's also from Tennessee. Okay, they're, they're the the sweetest, the best lovers. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. And I got married at thirty three, mm. and I invited my parents to come to the United States to witness the wedding. Oh. And you know where I took them after the wedding. Mm. I took my parents to an apple orchard in LJ, oh. Georgia. Wow. <laughs> Remember the apple story? Yes, with the rotten apples. With the rotten apples. Yeah. And my dad, he was so excited to be there. He was picking up apples that was fallen from the tree. And I said, no, dad, not those rotten apples. God has blessed us exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask or think that we're now able to pick up apples, the freshest of apples on the tree. Wow. At that moment, we're just celebrating, Kate, about the goodness, the love, the compassion and faithfulness of God. He is so, so good. Yeah. And I can plan for myself, but it is not the best plans. God has the best plans for Amen. our lives. And at that, that moment in that apple orchard, we're just celebrating about his goodness. And, and then, then I thought, you know what? God has blessed us not to just keep it to ourselves. God has blessed us to be a blessing to other people, That's to right. be his hands and feet to other people. I know that um, you've heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. But blessed people, bless people. That's right. Amen. So I'm now blessing four, a total of four children. I'm spawn, oh I'm a sponsor God. of four children. Wow. Two from the Philippines, because I'm biased. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Go Philippines. Uh-huh. <laughs> One from Haiti and a little boy named Juan from Bolivia. And several years ago, I went back home to the Philippines and mm-hmm. I met my sponsored children. Oh, you did. And I told them, hang in there. Do not ever, ever give up. God has a plan for you. He he loves you so much. If he can release me from poverty, he can do that to you too. One day, God will give you an avenue, a chance, even a platform, Kate, to tell people that you don't know to tell your relatives, to tell an acquaintance, to tell the world that we have a good, good father in heaven. Mm. So <laughs> I'm just so, so 
um, <laughs> when I tell this story, yeah. I'm actually okay. This is not just this is not just my story. It's yeah. actually not really my story. It's a story of a God who loves His people so much, yeah. a God that is not passive in our lives, a God that cares, mm. a God that can do something. He can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. Wow. To God be the glory. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, girl. I didn't know what I was in for today. <laughs> I did, but I didn't. Wow. You are so eloquent with how you tell your story. It's so beautiful and so heartfelt. Like I could feel every word. Obviously, I can see you right now too. But I, the thing that kept standing out for me over and over as so many singles are listening to this is what does it look like to fully surrender and to fully trust God, even in the midst of unthinkable circumstances, which you just kept doing over and over and over. You kept saying, God, I don't know like how this is even going to be for me, but I give I surrender it to you and I trust in you and just look at how abundantly he blessed you over and over and over again. Like our God is such an abundant God and he sees us and he loves us in every single small detail. And so, and even for the singles listening, you know, um, it's like, what does it look like? to surrender even to the, the littlest detail, no matter what season you are in, the hardship, the pain, the heartbreak, you may not have been in poverty like Kiwi's story, but what does it look like for you to hear Kiwi's words and say, wow, if God can do it there, can he not do it for me? Can he can he not also provide exceedingly abundantly for me as well? And so I I just, I love that picture of surrender. And when we fully put our trust in God, just how much he wants to bless us, how much he wants to, and how much he does bless us. And so it is incredible. It is so beautiful to hear your story and that testimony and also just you know, coinciding with that, like how incredible compassion has been in your story. I love compassion. I love the com the ministry and all that they do to help people. And so Kiwi, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. I am so blessed as you're talking. I'm like, yes, Lord. Because even I'm not going to lie, it's just two weeks out from my wedding and I'm like, I'm stressed. There's things happening. And like I needed personally even that encouragement today of just like those reminders. I'm sitting here. God was speaking to me specifically about things as you were speaking. And so I just know and I want to thank Thank you because I know so many singles were just listening to that and also so deeply and intimately blessed. So thank you for using your story. Thank you, God. We give you the glory for how much you do for us and how you transform our pain into purpose and how you bless us abundantly more than we can ever think and imagine. And so thank you, God. Thank you, God. Guys, I am just, I want to take a moment and just tell you, because Kiwi kept bringing up compassion as well in the story, and I I want to take a moment to share with you guys why compassion is so meaningful to me. So a few years ago uh, in COVID, I we were going through a really hard time. I mean, I, I was obviously not married. I'm single. I was dating. I went through just a really hard season, as I know so many of you guys did. 
And it was in that season that I started sponsoring my first child in compassion. Her name is Nancy. And Nancy is just so, so sweet. I just got my updated photo of her. It's on my fridge. I only have two photos on my fridge. It's of my two kids in compassion that I get to look at every single day and pray over. And after I sponsored Nancy, I actually went through a really, really big heartbreak. And it was in that heartbreak that I was like, oh my gosh, how can I redirect my pain to not just think about, oh my gosh, God, will you never come through? Why is this happening again? Because that heartbreak happened a few months before my book came out. My book was on the topic of rejection. So there's just an irony that I was writing a book on rejection and yet being rejected yet again, right before my book came out. And I was like, God, oh my gosh, like there was such a temptation to go back into that pit of God, will you never come through? God, will it always be this way? And yet, instead of doing that, I redirected to the hope. I redirected to the surrender and to the promise. And I remembered, oh my gosh, what does it look like to get outside of myself? What does it look like to keep pressing into what you are already doing in my life, knowing that you are so faithful, knowing and trusting in you? And so that's actually the time that I redirected and actually sponsored another child in Guatemala this time. His name is Renee. And I just wanted to tell you guys this, and I wanted to bring up compassion. And after you heard Kiwi's incredible story, because I will tell you this, we should not discount the disappointment that we feel in dating. The disappointment is so real there and there is space to have disappointment. I'm not telling you to shove it in a box and just pretend that it's not there. I believe that God is with us in our grief. He is there in our lament. He wants to hear our cries and within the cries, what does it look like to be able to experience lament and pain while also redirecting to hope while also clinging to hope because hope is not the absence of pain, but it is an expectation of future good, knowing that our God is good and will provide, even if we don't see it in this moment, even if we don't know how, even though we we can't see the next five steps, maybe we only know the next one step to take, but we know and we can put our hope in him, trusting that his path is constantly being carved out for us. And so I just, I wanted to bring this up today because one of the biggest things that has helped me in the last few years navigating my singleness. Um, and now I see in so many others who have also sponsored in compassion is that one of the things that I think we can do for ourselves in singleness is reminding ourselves that we have a purpose and a calling and a value, even as a single person, because I believe that there is this lie that says we are only valuable if we are married. And that is just not true. You are valuable right now. You are worthy. You are loved. And you can make a difference in somebody else's life right now as a single. I really want to encourage you guys right now, if this story has stirred your heart, if hearing Kiwi's story has stirred your heart, if you are in a season where you feel stuck, you have the opportunity, but only you can make this decision because nobody can force you to get out of your stuckness. Nobody can force you to get out of your disappointment, to get out of the way you see your life. But I am telling you, you have the opportunity to make a new decision today to redirect your heart and your mind 
and to recling onto hope. It is never too late to continue to surrender to God. It is never too late to redirect your hope and recling onto that ultimate hope that we know our God is so good. And right now, I just want to empower you, if this is stirring you, to consider checking out Compassion and sponsoring a child through Compassion. You can go to compassion.com forward slash heart of dating. And I just want to tell you a little bit about what it does when you sponsor a child through compassion. Because here's the thing, maybe you weren't that important to that guy who broke you your heart, but you will be important to your sponsored child. Let me tell you that. Listen to Kiwi's story. Like she said, that very first letter that her sponsor wrote, that they wrote to her saying, you are beautiful and you, Jesus loves you. My gosh, she remembers the words so clearly. So maybe you were not important to that guy who broke your heart. And that's where I had to remind myself that. Well, that's why I sponsored Renee, because I'm like, I was clearly not that important to this guy, but I am important. But I remember I also re-looked at my inbox and I remembered I had an, a letter from Nancy and she wrote me back. She was like, Kate, I don't know what you're doing, but I just want to thank you. Your letters mean so much to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody does care about me too. <laughs> and I was, I just remembered I am important. I was not important to this guy, but I am important right now to Nancy. And that just made me, that filled me with so much hope and so much gratitude. But I want you to know that when you do sponsor a child through compassion, you're ensuring that your sponsored re child receives basic necessities that we take for granted so many days, such as an education, medical care, nutrition, like the, the apples that kiwi, the, those rotten apples, they get nutrition, they get clean water and discipleship all through their local church in their community. It's $38 a month. And in that $38, you start changing the course of your sponsored child's life and give them a meaning to their life specifically. And also give yourself renewed meaning for your season of singleness. And so I just want to encourage you guys. Compassion is my favorite program. I have now been working with them for the last two years and seeing so many of you through Heart of Dating, also sponsored children has been such a gift. But I want you to really just, if you anything in your heart right now is stirring, if you have felt stuck, would you just go on the website, compassion.com forward slash heart of dating? Would you just take a look and see what God does to your heart? See how he moves by just looking in these faces of these amazing children. There are children there that have not been sponsored and have been waiting for a sponsor for hundreds of days. And I just want to tell you some fun things, you guys. We actually have an awesome community of people already sponsoring in heart of dating. And what we love to do, because this is such a big cry of my heart and big passion of my heart, is we want to honor you guys also for making this commitment. So by sponsoring and through sponsoring, you're going to get a welcome kit from Compassion. And you will also get within that welcome kit a special gift. We will give you a heart of dating dad hat. Okay. I wear it all the time. It says, it is so cute. And everyone always asks me, where did you get that hat? It's a denim hat. And I'm like, you can only get it if you sponsor a child through Compassion. <laughs> okay. It is my 
favorite, favorite hat. It's a denim hat. It says coffee and podcast. It's super cute. If you're listening to this podcast right now, chances are you're listening. You're also drinking some coffee. So you get that spun hat. And then also you're going to be able to join our Heart of Dating community of compassion sponsors. And we meet virtually every few months, basically once a quarter altogether. We have fun events. We have guest speakers. There's an incredible community of hundreds of Heart of Dating people who are already are sponsoring. You get to meet those people and get to do amazing events together. And then guess what, guys? Last thing, we are also going to be doing a sponsored tour to Guatemala. And I'm so excited to do that. Um, so when you go to compassion.com forward slash heart of dating right now, it is filtered by children in Guatemala because we are going to get to go. And who knows, we might have the opportunity like Kiwi as well, where you get to meet some of your sponsored children. I can't guarantee that 100%, but we certainly will work to make that happen. And so we are going to be going to Guatemala. We can't wait. I am so excited. I can't give you an exact date on when we're going. It all relates to COVID and all the procedures in a foreign third world country. However, we are going to be going together to Guatemala and I cannot wait. So I can't tell you enough how this has truly transformed my life and so many other people in Heart of Dating's life by just reaching out and getting outside of ourselves to think of somebody else. And this is the last thing on this note. I hear so many singles that are like, I really want to be a mother. I really want to be a father. Well, have you ever considered one of the best ways you can start Filling that desire is right now by sponsoring a child because that is your direct way to start mothering, to start taking care of a child. You may not have a physical child of your own in this moment, but if that is your desire, I have seen so many people extend outwardly by actually sponsoring a child, writing to their child and having these beautiful conversations. And it's filling that desire in their heart to mother or to father. And so I just want you to consider that today. And so Kiwi, oh my gosh, I've just talked everybody's ear off about how much I love compassion. Clearly it's meant so, so much to you. And I just wanted to ask you one thing as well, because I love getting to write to my sponsored kids, Renee and Nancy, but can you just talk about, just for a second, how much receiving those letters meant to you? You know what? I always tell the sponsors, like, you know, even if you just say, dear Kiwi, love your sponsors, I would love, imagine, because <laughs> I, I, I see it as like this, You, we yeah. all have busy lives, and my sponsors stop. Yeah. Sit down and wrote this letter for me. For yeah. me. And when I receive this letter, I smell it first. Oh. <laughs> it smells so fresh. <laughs> and oh then I, I'm just so happy to receive those letters. I, I would tell my my friends, hey, you know, my sponsor wrote to me. And then they would read it and I would read their letters too, like my friends in compassion. So write those letters. It, it encourages us so much and encourages the child so much and you can, actually it's a form of like discipleship too you can yes. disciple your kids your sponsored yes. child through letters telling yeah. them that they're loved that they're seen by our god almighty and and just encouraging the, the children that you're sponsoring 
Oh, I love that you brought up the discipleship. Yes. We've actually done letter writing classes or like um, events with our Heart of Dating Compassion people. And it's been so amazing. And for those of you listening that already sponsored through Compassion, I don't know what God is doing, but I mean, if you have it in your heart to sponsor another child, I would just love to offer that to you today. Only if God is putting that on your heart, of course. But this has been such a delight. Kiwi, I just loved hearing your story. Story. I bawled my eyes out. Okay. I would like had to mute myself a few times on my end. I was like, oh my gosh, this story. <laughs> but truly, like, as you were saying, God's promises. Have you heard the uh, Maverick City song, Promises? Have you heard that one? Uh, I maybe. Really. Oh man, it is so good because it's a, you were saying, and some of the, what you were saying is like also like the exact just stirring in my heart, just listening to that song, which I listened to today. And just, he is so good to us and his promises. He is so faithful. He will always come through. And so thank you so much for just being willing to share your gorgeous testimony with us today. Thank you so much, Kate. And congratulations to your marriage and oh, your wedding. Thank you, and to my wins. Dear. I'll be praying for you and enjoy every little bit of it. Oh, thank you. You know what? What's so funny, Kiwi? You said you got married at 33. I just turned 33 yesterday. And so I'm also getting married at 33. Look at that, girl. I love that. <laughs> God is awesome. Man. You are such a delight. Thank you so much for just um, serving us today with your beautiful story. We love you. Oh, I love you guys too. And um, thank you so much. And God bless everyone. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 